song for the underdogs and motivate the weak to be strong for the women left Tone line for the men we left behind For the old ones that Susan and Pete for the pole with no booty For the blue collars who's temper from the homeless veterans of a different time Well, we will rise up, rise up, rise up We will rise up, rise up, rise up We will rise up, rise up, rise up strong Welcome to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast series. I'm your host, Kenna Barima. That was United Steelworkers of Montreal with the track Rise Up from their album Three in the Tree. We're excited to be presenting them at the Ironwood Stage and Grill here in Calgary on February 18th. For more information, check out calgaryfolkfest.com. We have a great podcast lined up for you today, including a quickie with Cadence Weapon on his collaboration on Acres of Dreams, a one-night-only event that happened on Wednesday, January 12th. It featured Chris Demeanor, James Keelahan, Wendy McNeil, and Cadence Weapon, who joined forces with Emmy Award-winning arranger and uh, Vancouver Winter Olympics fame, 
uh, David Pierce, and the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. They crafted a powerful tale of immigration in the Canadian West. The Folkfest was honoured to co-present Acres of Dreams with the High Performance Rodeo uh, and the CPO. And sure, it might be after the fact, but Roland Pemberton, a.k.a. Cadence Weapon, is just so much fun to talk to, we included it. I also caught up with Artistic Director of Home Roots, Tim Osmond, to chat about the house concert tours he and his team at Home Roots set up for musicians in North America. We also have Johanna Schwartz back for what I learned on Twitter this week. (laughs) and our always fun submission of the week. So let's get started. Acres of Dreams celebrated Alberta's modern history, built by newcomers willing to brave the desolation of a prairie winter for the promise of Acres of Dreams, a late 1800s marketing slogan used to coax people to the Canadian West. I caught up with Roland Pemberton for a quick chat about his participation in this unique event. I'm always up for, you know, unique opportunities, yeah. you know, yeah. and this was a really unique one when I first thought about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, after actually seeing it in application with the band, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but, I mean, I come from a, a background that is largely sample-based mm-hmm. and, and mostly, like, synthetic instruments, so yeah. Very interesting to see those two things harnessed together. Absolutely. Um, how did you? How did you first come? How did you beco- become involved with this project? Well, I mean, I worked with Chris uh, d- during a, a WordFest a year ago. <gasps> right. Yes. Yeah. We were we were on the the same bill, and we ended up becoming quite close during that period. Cool. And uh, I'm I'm sure he uh, he was behind. Uh, the uh, the positive referral for that, <laughs> but also I I did some I, I went to the Olympics and I performed at the Olympics uh, last year. So there's your Dave Pierce connection. And that's the Dave Pierce connection. Oh, but uh, I, you know it's funny I had, I had only first met him today. I'd never actually uh, met him in person until today. Okay, I have to share this with you. I had I met him only like a couple months ago as well. And when I thought of Dave Pierce, I was like a a, a gray hair. Like I had this right. idea that he was this old dude, and then to to meet him, and he's you know this hip you know, early, mid-30s, uh, it totally, uh, it broke down a couple stereotypes that I think I have about the orchestra as well. You know what's funny? He actually looks like another friend of mine named Dave, who's uh, much younger than him. These are the Daves I know. Yeah, these are the Daves I know. <laughs> yeah. Now, tell me about, um, tell me about the songs that you've, uh, that, that, uh, that you're, collaborating with for for acres of dreams okay well um firstly i have a song called one pound one uh-huh which is uh a song i wrote about john rowand the, that's uh, what i was curious about that uh, okay cool yeah yeah um i i'm into um i'm into historical figures a lot i really like uh pr- particularly albertan history I, right. I, which made me yeah. obviously a a good uh, fit for this project. Certainly. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I was reading in this uh, book of specific, um, more uh, notorious or infamous Albertan figures, and uh, he really popped out for me, and, and seeing that he, uh, his old house is like the, uh, the country club in Edmonton now, uh, uh, at, at the golf course in the uh, River Valley there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just the history and like just the crazy story, like his bones get shipped off Montreal in like a barrel of rum when he's dead and what you know and he fell off a horse and and it is this is this amazing story and I thought you know why not make make an interesting anthem for this this figure for yeah, this no project doubt. you know and a timpani based anthem mm-hmm. now uh, can, what what does that mean I mean certainly for 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 people that maybe aren't familiar with what even a timpani is 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a big, huge drum. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Yeah, and uh, when I was originally making the beat, the uh, original framework for my demo version of the song, uh-huh. uh, the, the the core of it, I really wanted to go with that uh, that uh, energy in that uh, that direction, that one pound one bit, yeah. you know, because cool. that that was that's the whole point of it is that he had a limp from uh, falling off his horse, right? And that you know, I wanted to kind of I wanted that to be like the core of the rhythm of the song. Oh, nice. So uh, for some reason, that manifest itself in uh, steel drums and and uh, and timpani oh, uh, right. drum bass. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, how many songs are you performing with uh, for this project? I'm performing two with the orchestra and okay. one without. Cool. So now, what's, how about the other one? Okay, the other one I'm performing with the orchestra is called Settlement. Uh-huh. And uh, it's based around uh, a loop I made of uh, a guitar chord that uh, Chris had sent me. Uh-huh. Um, and I chopped it up and replayed it and made a beat out of it. Oh, nice. And uh, basically, I'm singing that entire song, and, and then there's like a spoken word section near the end. But uh, the, the topic of the song is about settlement from England to the uh, original Northwest Territories, which mm-hmm. Alberta used to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's from the perspective of the Englishman coming across on the boat and his experiences uh, in the harsh Albertan winter. Wow. Yeah. Have you, uh, do you think that you've learned, uh, you, I mean, I'm assuming that it sounds like you've had to do some, some research and, and some, some study into uh, Albertan history. Uh, do you feel that you've, uh, you've learned a little bit that you might not have known otherwise when it came to our history as a province? I definitely think so. I mean, yeah. I, I never really, uh, I mean, it, it hasn't been since uh, social studies class since <laughs> I actually uh, considered about the uh, formation of Canada and yeah. how it developed. But it's very fascinating. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, to see the way things split up and how now they, these uh, divisions mean so much to us. But uh, they there used to be so so uh, fewer. Yeah, you know, and really mean mean nothing. I mean, once you draw lines on a map, things change. Mm-hmm. It seems to me. How about your last song? Even though you're not um, being accompanied by the orchestra, it's, it's still a part of the the project. What's your last song? Well, the last song is it's an existing song that I had originally written okay. uh, for my album After Party Babies. Mm-hmm. It's a song called We Move Away, oh, which I thought would be fitting. appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and then uh, th- from what I gather from what Chris has said, in actual fact, even though you haven't rehearsed a lot with the CPO, there has been a, quite a collaborative aspect in terms of you know uh, talking with Chris, and then Chris is even you know taking stuff back and forth with him from David Pierce. That that there have been um, there has been a real sort of collaborative aspect. Have you gotten that as well, being uh, involved in this? That's definitely true. Uh, I uh, I feel like yeah, it's been largely online. We've been bouncing files and ideas back and forth. Thank God for that internet. I know, you know. <laughs> I, I I wonder what they would have did, you know, the original <laughs> settlers if they had the internet, probably probably get information across a lot better. But yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was uh, mainly just me and Chris, you know, hashing things out over the internet. Him sending me some some ideas that I could manipulate with with my programs and and uh, hearing back what what Dave envisioned was really exciting. Once yeah. I got some demos back from him, and even like now since I've been in Calgary, it's just been even more even more collaborative. Uh, we we uh, put together a big finale number. You know, yeah, that Chris originally uh, he he wrote the core of it uh-huh. and have you know elements of a Beatles song in it. And oh, nice. We all have our own kind of. Uh, it reminds me of like a, a rap posse cut. Oh, of. nice. It's like uh, every everybody gets their chance to go. Cool. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting. Here's Cadence Weapon with Black Hand on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I take a break where it is, cousin. Cadence fucking weapon. Eight step programmer. Listen. 
sleeper's hand I'm a pillow, black hand like a thriller I don't spit coke rap while you gram into pillows I was standing for real, bro Sure, I house you But I won't supply you a meal, though Not really Keep your point slow until yourself I dropped out with a 4.0 Have a way with words Heavy mental Gentle medley of every single sound Since you arrest me in development I'm the intelligent black speaker With a sound that banks every relevant black speaker At the black dog, their sort of voice Me and rap futures blacker than important employees Instead of it's fight night Cause we're fenced, you're quite sight Right, right, you know I got you pegged like light bright A snicker, stickers, your bitches Or split decision, I can tell your bird's lying And I don't live with Griffins Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Soused off like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Bob Dylan on the fence, will I sell out or buy in? Either way I'm indebted to science Pyramid schemes with weights on the rip Don't push this block unless enough money is spent The kid was shook to scandal The pistol grip pumps do work Cause the vandals took the handles Hope hit you harder than an anvil The way I wrote my epitaph date On the face of that handbill that's my space like the Jetsons You're on my space with my line as a reference Y'all leave hookers with a dime in your preference I'm hard sock poppy, I don't whine or regret shit A question, how's it feel to feel the house like the speaker Plus the wheel that shouts for the weaker and the poorer Hand black like the Morris And I ran to the back with seven years and four scores They style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller I said get em, I'm done with dead rhythms The number one question is can the heads mix em I got vendettas with ice chains and grills But I flame with skills that might pain your illness Fuck writers, block I block writers on a regulary I'm said unary, fighter talk with a death they bury Like throwing the battle, they say the warrior's godlike Which means you're a civilian looking at a dogfight Cold in the frostbite, I walk in strikes and run blocks Like Pac-Man, but with more rubber than Dunlop Who's grimy, then again, who's rhyming? Ask your girl, she blew my tower like Boots Riley Now food's grimy, catch them when the flow's done Like it was 88, ripping leaf patches off a homespun No one can touch them, so I'm taking my marker To get my point across like an atheist archer Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller Style soft like a pillow, for real though Black hand like a thriller That was Cadence Weapon with Black Hand I spoke with Tim Osmond, artistic director for Home Roots, a nonprofit organization that books circuits of house concerts for musicians. It's a great concept as uh, the tour is booked on sequential days, uh, thereby making economics of touring work for more musicians. An attractive prospect, I know, for those musicians out there struggling to fill dates on a cross Canada tour. 
Tim Osmond has spearheaded the development of the entire presenter component of the Home Roots uh, concept from the beginning. He has initiated and maintained ongoing relationships, encouraging and coaching presenters on house concert production, and has liaised with many an artist through their touring and through careful planning and organization. You might find him picking banjo around Winnipeg with the Kitcheneers, the Doug and Jess Band, or as a solo performer. He also happens to be a bit of a radio personality himself. You can catch him on the Bluegrass Old Time Radio Show Sunday Drive on CJUM 101.5 UMFM, Winnipeg's hit-free radio, every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. I reached him in Winnipeg. Home Roots is... is, uh, is Basically, we're a, we're a non-profit organization set up to help musicians tour and actually make a living and bring uh, live music to communities that may or may not have uh, have that accessible to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are in in urban locations, but there, but you know, there are a lot of rural and remote locations that this works really well in as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Basically, what we do is we send performers around for for a two week period, and in those fourteen days, they'll do twelve shows. So it's pretty much a, a show every single day of the week, yeah. Um, except for Mondays, which we use as a float day. Nice. So, so they get two days off, you know, to to hang around the community that they happen to be in that on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, sometimes the performers need that after. You know, seven solid days of touring, they might want to get a hotel and yeah. <laughs> not not try and make a first impression. Yeah, just have some private time and alone yeah. time, some space. I, I I understand that one. Yeah, for so, sure. But so it really works works well for for everybody. Like the the performer ends up getting uh, a two week tour. Yeah, um, and it's all set up for them ahead of time. Uh, we'll provide them with uh, a tour book so that they know where they're going. Yeah. Um, who to contact and how long it'll take to get there, maps and directions and all that stuff. And uh, and the hosts, they get uh, live music in their living room, mm-hmm. just like any other house concert. You know, they invite their friends and neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they do it all, all as volunteers. Um, they're all music lovers who just love having music in their home and, and uh, having their friends over to celebrate, you know, some great professional talent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we give them everything they need to promote the show as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like CDs from the artists that are coming and, uh, and a program book that we design that's set up kind of like a festival, you know. Uh-huh. You flip through it and see what your season is and what all the other circuits season are. Um, oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, everybody gets a season of performers. So they're all... Um, basically signing up for six concerts a year. Okay. Um, so between September and April, they'll get six performers coming through. And uh, and why it's six is because we need to uh, share around the days of the week that um, that, the, that the hosts will, sure. will host on, like the nights that they'll host. So they're not getting, you know, Tuesday night all the time or Saturday night. Um, so they'll get one of those nights throughout the whole season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how about in terms of the process? Say you're a musician and you find out about Home Roots and you, and you think it might be something that you'd like to endeavor. How, what, what is the process for, for uh, the artist and then for yourself setting up, uh, setting up the actual uh, Home Roots tour? Um, well, it's, it's, um, it's a process that we 
have a have done by jury. Okay. So um, we'll ask performers to send in uh, a, a perfor- uh, just their music. Send your music. Mm-hmm. You know, we, that's all we want to hear, and, and it's got to be something acoustic or something that you know we can get an idea of what they would sound like in a living room. Sure. Um, like we get some performers sending us really produced albums with you know horn section and <laughs> drums and you know it's uh, not that what they're going to be touring with obviously no yeah it just doesn't it will work for us so if we hear something we like and it's got lots of production we'll tell them to resend something more pared down mm-hmm. um but yeah we're looking for for you know um we're we're funded by the Canada Arts Council, so we engage professional artists that make their living doing this and, you know, do the festival circuit and mm-hmm. have CDs for sale and, you know. So, um, yeah, the, the the performers that we get through are, are not always um, Juno winners. Sometimes yeah. they're, they're emerging artists, but they're really great, yeah. you know. Um, um, and sometimes they're they've been around a long, long time. There's no real demographic that we go for. We just we're looking for good music. Yeah, so. and uh, well, how about what are some of the? Can you give me an example of some of the artists that have been involved? Because you right now it's uh, you do BC or Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. We do. We're right across Canada. All the way across Canada. Oh, cool. Yeah, from Yukon to Cape Breton. Oh wow. And. Uh, yeah, we're, we just started a brand new maritime circuit this year, and uh, a second, we do a, um, a francophone section called Chemin Chez Nous. Oh, neat. And it's all um, um, Manitoba and Saskatchewan francophone presenters. Oh, fantastic. They only do French shows, and yeah. the audiences are completely French. So we'll bring people in from, like, Louisiana and, like, Quebec and, and to come into rural Oh, prairies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a culture sharing, but yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Like we've worked with like artists like Valdi and um, the Laws and Desirables, um, oh, cool people like uh, Bill Bourne, yep, um, Joel Fafard. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had uh, like this year we had seventy eight acts. Oh wow! So like we've got about two hundred houses across Canada right now. So cool. and we started with 47 in 2007, mm-hmm. uh, so it's grown that much in in the four seasons that wow. we've been doing this. So now you mentioned that there is a jury process for the artists. How about for the uh, people that want to be uh, want to be a uh, involved uh, on the host concert and want to use their home as a concert? How well, how does that process work? Um, well, we um, people call us and say, "Hey, I've heard about this idea. I really want to." you know, hear more about it. So yeah. we'll just give them a call, you know, find out when they're available. And the best way to explain it is over the phone, yeah. really, because... Over email doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. But um, but basically, you know, we, we get to know each other, and I usually have, you know, a, a lengthy conversation with them, find out about them, about mm-hmm. if they're, you know, players, if they go to the festival scene. Yeah. Um, and and just basically tell, explain the process to them and and tell them what exactly is involved, mm-hmm. and it's it's not you know anything too complicated. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just explaining the process and how it works and yeah. what they're signing up for. Yeah, it, I, I think that's that so. making sure that all the information is there. How about in yeah. terms of I mean, uh, being a musician myself, I certainly uh, appreciate the the touring slog that that uh, becomes sort of part of the game. Where uh, where in terms of touring, 
through home routes. Uh, where do artists make their revenue? Is it mostly through CD sales, or is it through uh, is it through um, another way? Like, are there ticket prices to get in? Like, to you know, before the house concert, how how do artists go about maybe paying for gas in between each house concert? Well, it's yeah, it's they get um, all the money from the door. Okay. Basically, like everybody's doing this for free. Yeah. Uh, like all the hosts are are volunteers. Yeah. So, the artist gets a hundred percent of the door. Excellent. Um, so they're basically um, uh, we're, we set the price uh-huh. uh, this year. It's fifteen dollars a head. Nice. Um, the hosts don't have to pay. Obviously, anybody mm-hmm. who's volunteering yeah. is yeah. free. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you know you get thirty people in a house mm-hmm. and uh, at fifteen dollars a head. You're doing well. Four fifty for the artist and and then if they sell some CDs, they get uh, they get that as well. Yeah, and I've been told that from uh, from a, from numerous artists that that uh, in terms of selling merchandise, that house concerts are are always the best way to go. It seems. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the ratio of people that that buy CDs is higher because yeah. of I think you know there's a there's a connection yeah. there. Um, but yeah, one thing I, I want, do want to mention is that we do take a commission, of course, um, off of the uh, the door fee, mm-hmm. and we take a commission on the merch as well. Right, like any uh, like any agent or or uh, yeah. Yeah, or manager, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we don't really see ourselves as agents. We see ourselves as more as like cultural animators. Nah, <laughs> I, I like that. Or, faci- or, or even facilitators. Yeah, uh, so exactly. I mean, we give people the artists and the dates, and they run with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. people generally just just make it happen. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're here to offer advice and help. Not everybody grabs onto this right away. <laughs> um, Sometimes communities do need help, and and we're happy to to do that. And too many times I've seen it turn around for the better, where you know they'll start off with, you know, they can't get more than ten people yeah. out yeah. to a show, and then you know we'll we'll help them out, or we'll get another person involved with promotion. And as soon as they start working with people, generally, you know, the community latches onto yeah. it, and yeah. it it will just blossom. Um, so I mean, it there are advantages to having. This as a headquarters kind of mentality. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. We can coordinate everything from here if there's any problems or, if, you know, um, just routing and and uh, finding the right artists and just being a uh, go-to organization for that. Cool. It really cool. works. Yeah, well, it's such works. a now. How many years has Home Roots been uh, in in existence? We're in our fourth season. Oh, great! Um, we started in 2007. Cool. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a real um, s- surprise to see it grow this much uh, in a short amount of time. Well, what it certainly sounds like it, it is a truly a, a grassroots movement in terms of putting on shows and and and, and concert production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is, and uh, and everybody wins. You know, the <laughs> artists get to play at places they never would, like. Most of these places we. Uh, most of the volunteers that are that are with us are off the Trans Canada. Ah. You know, so they're they're going up to Larange, Saskatchewan. They're going Great. up to, you know, Prince Albert. They're going um, up to Thompson, Manitoba. Mm-hmm. They're going to 
for McMurray. They're going to, you know, just places that the artists don't normally go to mm-hmm. without large guarantees. Yeah, you know? yeah, well, absolutely. But having that, knowing that to, at the end of that long drive, there's a there's a home there and and uh, yeah. and, and some food and 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 people who want to sit and listen to your music. Uh, that's always the yeah. biggest draw. Is is, is that you? Uh, is that you have those? You know that at the end of the road, there's an audience that's wanting to hear you. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, one thing too is that um what I've seen over the past 4 years like uh I have this map in my office with with bunch of colored pins in it. So mm-hmm. every circuit is a different color and it just it's as things fill up yeah. um in the country, like I can see it getting thicker and and this is great for the artists because you know, we can retool it next year if these people want to continue. Then yeah. we can make the circuits tighter, and they're not driving so far. Mm-hmm. You know, we can make like some of the, some of the routes this year, like the 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 shows are an hour or two apart. Right. You know, so as opposed to our typical Canadian tour, where especially in the Ugh. west, you know, you're driving eight or nine hours between venues. Oh yeah, at least especially if you're heading from. I know the stretch from Saskatoon to to Winnipeg can sometimes be a tough one. Oh sure, even to to Toronto, yeah. you know, if you, you got to get through Northern Ontario through Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie, and then you got a show in Sudbury maybe, and yeah. uh, you know, it's it's just, uh, and then you know, a lot of these venues are only booking Thursday through Sunday. That's the thing. I think that's what really attracted to me. Certainly, is uh, you know, as being a musician, and but also, you know, uh, assisting artists with uh, with booking shows. It's that if you can't get something on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what do you you know, what do you do with the with the, with the other days of the week? Well, you spend it on hotels and restaurants. <laughs> you, know? you spend all the money that you made on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Most people come home either in the hole or they broke even. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. considered a good tour, you know, if you break even. Or, or even you know, just lose a tiny bit of money. <laughs> it's yeah, considered that's successful. not right. You no. should be getting paid for your work if yeah. you're a professional, you know. it's yeah. Yeah. So we're very um, conscious of that mm-hmm. and... and you know, we're also conscious, though, of of existing um, venues and and uh, house concerts and, yeah. and yeah. places that do encourage um, developing artists yeah. and even developed artists. Um, we don't really want to step on any toes, obviously. So no, I think you're feeling a, for, for certainly what I feel is that you're feeling a void. It's more of a compl- it's it's a compliment rather than anything that would work against uh, the existing sort of structure and system of of, of sure. touring and, and and you know traditional venues. Yeah, certainly. yeah. Like there's certain there's certain regions that we just don't go into because mm-hmm. we know that there's house concerts there that right. are are doing really well, and if we set up one in the same communities, then they would just you know, there was only so much, so many people that would go out to listen to folk music. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> they would be stepping on toes. Yeah. So we we work very conscious of that. Yeah. We, we want to add to the infrastructure, not take away. That was Tim Osmond from Home Roots. For more information on them, check out their website at homeroots.ca. Here's a track from an artist we'll be presenting March 3rd at the Gateway here in Calgary, Jim Bryson and the Weaker Thans Band, uh, with the opening track off the album The Falcon Lake Incident with Raised All Wrong here on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. You can sleep all day if the day allows it. Tell them how it's all come down to how. Grown so tired of them being gone 
You can search all night in a night full of sky Or run around destroyed out of habit So no one else can have it Just tell them you were raised all wrong Never really had to run away from anything like this before. You never really had to get away from anything like this before. Time now for Submission of the Week. Any views or opinions presented in this segment are solely those of the author and do not necessarily represent those of the Calgary Folk Music Festival. This segment does not in any way represent a successful applicant for the festival performance. Rather, this segment is solely for the purpose of sharing music and entertainment. So don't get your hopes up, weirdos. Here at the Folk Fest, we receive hundreds if not thousands of submissions to play our festival each year. It's my job as artistic associate to go through all the submissions that are sent to our artistic director and respond respectfully with a thank you. We try very hard to listen to all of them, and as you can imagine, we come across some gems, jewels, and downright bizarre and strange submissions. Our challenge and privilege is narrowing down a huge amount of music to roughly 67 spots. Our submission of the week this week comes from Montreal Orchestral Folk Pop six-piece Bent by Elephants. Described as postmodern Billie Holiday Blues by the Globe and Mail, the band's stylistic influences range from West African guitar to Appalachian folk and yield a unique and complex and very compelling sound. I am particularly a fan of the lead singer known as Charlotte Cornfield, who also has her own solo project under the same name and also is involved with the new jazz all-girl group TAK. T-A-K-K, which I really dig. They have big plans to tour Canada in 2011, so look out for them. Charlotte was kind enough to send me a track called Saskatchewan Pool, which I love being a Saskatchewan farm girl. Here's Bent by Elephants, our submission of the week.
with Saskatchewan Pool, the submission of the week. We're just about out of time, and our last segment of, uh, of the episode comes to us by way of Johanna Schwartz, what I learned on Twitter this week. Hello, Johanna. Hi, Kenna. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining, uh, joining me. Always a pleasure. So, so what do you got? Well, I just wanted to say, just before we get started, just for the listener to know, mm-hmm. I come to to you blind with these. You have not seen these items no, before. I so have this no witty idea. repartee that happens between us, completely unscripted. Yes, All improvisation, right. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few usual suspects in the list this week um, and some others. Nothing really um, genre specific. We didn't mm-hmm. have a big thematic to, to go with this, right, right, year, right. this week, which was great. So cool. we got a little bit of everything. We'll start with Mr. Zach Peshak. Ooh, Zach what does Peshak. he say? This one's a great autocorrect. If everyone has an iPhone, they know what we're talking about. Autocorrect is like talking to your parents. And what I think he means by that is just that constant, like, no, I didn't mean that. No, no, no I yeah, didn't mean that. Yeah, totally. Just, no, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <sighs> Would you just let me say what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And that's the struggle I think all of us have, especially if we're text or tweet happy on our phones. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about a little more about language. Linzomatic, L-I-N-Z-O-M-A-T-I-C, at Linzomatic. 
uh, sent a link uh, to a website called the Web of Language, and she says there's a temple in Bangkagoan, which is in uh, India, where the Dalits, who are what used to be called the unwashable or the untouchables, mm-hmm. uh, worship the goddess English oh. for high status jobs in call centers. <laughs> <laughs> and a link to an article about a uh, a man who has created a uh, an English god goddess with, who stands on top of a PC uh-huh. who holds a pen in her hand uh-huh. and uh, and it's trying to encourage a new um, people to focus on learning English and oh. uh, furthering themselves through working in call centers. Probably the English god, the English god, goddess. Awesome. Oh yes, goddess. Oh, okay. Um, High Performance Rodeo is in full swing in Calgary Mm -hmm. uh, this month. And Avenue Magazine, at Avenue Magazine, says, need a drink? The High Performance Cocktail, which was inspired by At Swallow a Bicycle's Freak Show and created by At Milk Tiger Lounge. Now, I love Milk Tiger. They make great drinks. And they have one that was just for my own heart (laughs) called the Boiler Punk. Okay. This is Beef Eater's Gin, Uh Dubonnet, Bitters, Uh with a burn of scotch Oh, on wow. the edge. So that sounds that absolutely sounds delicious. I'm yeah. going to go have to try one, though. I think they are serving those up in the Laycraft Lounge, oh, if cool. I'm not mistaken. Fantastic. Um, if not, maybe just down at Milk Tiger. Yeah. Go check that out. Cool. CBC Calgary had an article about a Calgarian trapped in the Australian floods. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was an article about uh, your own brother yes. who is living in Toowoomba. Yes. And has become the de facto um, correspondent, correspondent yeah. for, the, for the flooding. And that article was just great just to see the word Toowoomba written eight nine twelve times yeah and then barima spelt three or four different Different ways yeah i got a call from my father to ask how long does it take before you're considered a calgarian in (laughs) insinuating that really we're all from saskatchewan so we're saskatchewanians (laughs) not calgarians so we should have been saskatchewanite trapped in uh yeah, an Australian flood. Yeah. Begs, begs, <laughs> begs the response. Uh, there's probably Australians trapped in the flood as well. Probably. But you always have to make that <laughs> probably are Calgarian Australia. connection. Exactly. Terrible. <laughs> Uh, Heath McCoy, who tweets under Van Heathen, mm-hmm. V-A-N-H-E-A-T-H-E-N, had a couple uh, issues this week with uh, what he called just like the PC, body PC good doers. Right. Uh, there, there was the issue with the Dire Straits song, if you've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, so he had one, he, re- he was talking with Tom Babin. And he said, they're removing the cigarette from the mouth of Robert Johnson. They're whitewashing the blues. Bloody PC do-gooders. The skin crawls. And then another one. He says, the Huck Finn controversy. Pressure on the latest Vince Vaughn movie. Censoring dire straits. The world is feeling hideously PC right now. That is so funny because when you first started, I was like, PC, personal computer. I was thinking Microsoft. I'm like, what has Microsoft done now? They're just whitewashing the blues, Microsoft. Whitewashing the blues. (laughs) Okay, that makes that makes much more sense. Well, let's talk about some megacorps. Sure. Uh, at Banff Squirrel mm-hmm. says uh, that he could take a bath in one of those huge new Starbucks Trenta cups. Oh, God, I saw. Yes. So <sighs> if you haven't been aware, this the volume of this new cup. Now, apparently this is only for ice drinks, so which really means you're just getting more ice. Yeah. I doubt you're getting any more beverage. Absolutely. But it's actually more than like 1.25 liters of liquid. It's more than your stomach actually holds. I saw a picture, a graph yes. of, of all the different <laughs> Starbucks sizes, and, and I think the headline was referencing uh, Britney Spears because Britney Spears in po- 
paparazzi photos is always seen with that huge venti cup yeah. of iced drink yes. and then showed the graphic of the human stomach ne- next to this Trenta and, and it's it kind of makes my stomach hurt a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no shakes to the super big gulp, you know. True. But I really thought we were at the time where we were supposed to be turning away from these gigantic, oh gigantic things. But like I said, I think all you're going to be getting for that is more ice and yeah. you'll be paying a dollar fifty more for your drink. Very I'm wise. sure. Mm-hmm. Chris Vale is always great for tweets. He's mm-hmm. pretty hilarious. At Chris Vale Music. Uh, so he's been going to yoga lately. And he was saying that he hates, I hate the sound of a room full of people whispering namaste. All you can hear are S's. <laughs> so today I just whispered the word siswis. Siswis. <laughs> oh, Chris Bale. <laughs> cool. Now, one of the things I love about Twitter is when it sends you to a link of something you would never have stumbled upon on your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, George Strombolopoulos today or this week posted a great one at Strombo. Uh, it says, incredible photos from the 1950s to the 70s have been discovered, thanks to at John Maloof for introducing us to Vivian Meyer. Now, I clicked through and read a bit about this. Now, Vivian was a woman who lived in Chicago in the 1950s mm-hmm. uh, and 60s as a nanny, and she would go off on her days off with her camera and take hundreds of photographs. Crazy. And develop hardly any of them. And uh, John Maloof discovered these. I think he got them on a, you know, in a sale. Yeah, probably. Got them all, um, you know, printed a few of them up and saw what he had. And now he's made it his life's work to continue to finish up her her catalog. And they're beautiful black and white shots of just a slice of life on the city streets of Chicago, tenements, you know, on the streets in urban, urban environments. Really, really neat. Really neat stuff. Um, Lousy Writer, at Lousy Writer, Mm -hmm. was talking about, uh, he says, true advertising, a candy bar called Toxic Waste Nuclear Sludge has been found to actually be toxic. (laughs) And (laughs) so he sends a link to a uh, a food alert website. And apparently this uh, chewy cherry candy bar has high levels of lead. Excellent. So don't eat the toxic waste nuclear sludge candy bar. Actually listen to the advertising. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm going to finish it up with a uh, tip of the hat to the At Calgary Folk Fest feed. Excellent. Um, we posted that our song contest has now launched. That's the Ship and Anchor and Calgary Folk Music Festival's eighth annual song contest. Eight years we've been doing yeah, it. Nice. Yeah. And uh, past judge Mike Morrison of Mike's At Mike's Bloggity says, can I be a judge again? Please. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, of course we will. So we're happy to have Mike, Mike back. Um, and yeah, we'll be doing that. The launch is now. The deadline is March 31st. And we will do our live finals at the Ship and Anchor in early May. And so if people uh, want to enter the contest or have questions, they can... Uh, Just go to calgaryfolkfest.com. There's a link right off of our main page. Or they can tweet you directly. They can and, tweet and me at Calgary Folk Fest, and I will set them straight and help them on their way to... Uh, yeah, aspiring songwriters, professionals, kids, everyone. Any genre, anything. We've got some fun new categories. Yeah. Uh, also a video component to um, and over $25,000 in cash. That's to a lot of cash. To everybody. You could you could record an album with that kind you of money. Totally could. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, so, Johanna. Oh, very very welcome. There was a couple other things, you know, our website was a little busy this week mm-hmm. because not only did we launch the Ship and Anchor song contest, we also started the leak of the week. Very exciting. And that's another thing that I will be announcing on Twitter every Monday mm-hmm. and also will be on our website and we are going to announce an artist coming to the festival every Monday from now until when we announce our full very lineup. Very cool. 
And I think it's a great opportunity to get to know artists you might not have heard of so you don't kick yourself after the festival when you realize, why didn't I know those guys? Now I love them and, oh, I could have seen them and blah, which I have done more than once. Numerous times, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So our first one, inaugural leak, is the uh, Secret Sisters. Very cool story you were were saying. Yeah, they have, uh, it's like a Hollywood tale. So there's these two sisters singing at church together in Alabama. One of them, the one who doesn't even consider herself to be the singer of the two, on a whim goes for an audition. Uh There is a producer in the audience, Dave Cobb, who's produced Waylon Jennings. Uh, Love, hears her, loves their pure, pure sound. Uh, she comes home to a bevy of phone messages yeah. uh, when they find out she's got a sister everyone freaks out right. they hear them together they fly them to LA they send them to Nashville to the Blackbird Studios T-Bone Burnett catches you know they mm-hmm. catch his ear he signs on as executive producer creates a label for them and voila all of this happens within like a month of oh, them man. just walking you know walking down the street yeah. on, on a whim and going oh I'll try it now they're working with the this. best one of the best producers in the entire one, world exactly so and really, they're coming to Calgary and they're coming to Calgary so really great to be having them there and uh, their inaugural album their debut Silver Threads and Golden Needles and we can listen to a track we've set up here it's called Something Stupid cool thanks Johanna thank you Kenneth I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me Then afterwards we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two Then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lines you heard the night before And though it's just a line to you, for me it's true I've never seen so right before Every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come true But then I think I'll wait until the evening gets late and I'm alone with you The time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and all the night's so blue the secret sisters with something stupid our leak of the week thanks to all our guests and of course particularly johanna schwartz 
And thanks to you for listening to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I've been your host, Ken Brema. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or would just like to say hi, email me at kenna at calgaryfolkfest.com. K-E-N-N-A at you get the rest. Here's more of the Secret Sisters taking us out with I've Got a Feelin'. Thanks for listening again, and have a great one. See